Hey, this is Rockers Gustis. At the right block, dribbles the left hand, now the skyhook misses on the putback, and it's good. Gustis has his very first career double-double. Rockers Gustis with yet another double-double, 17 points, 16 rebounds. Fourth quarter has come, and Rock has traveled, well, just about everywhere. Dan Saverino here with you. Thanks so much for joining us on our final episode, at least at this point, in this journey that has been for Rokas Gustis from Lithuania, playing basketball up to 18 years old, coming over to the United States. Eventually, four fun years at Hofstra University with tons of great memories. And now the process to potentially play professional basketball begins. Now pleased to be joined by the guy whose name you basically see on this podcast and the reason why you tuned in it's Rokas Gusties. Uh, Rock again I know we start this off in each episode thus far but this has been a fun little thing this is a project well, actually why don't we talk about how you came up with this project or thought about it so this project basically was kind of like really spontaneous and I was like you know what I kind of want to share my experience and stuff I learned or stuff I went through and you know I posted on Twitter I was like what do people think if I like start my blog about like telling people stuff, what I had to go through, what I had to deal with and stuff like this. And a lot of people actually said thumbs up and, you know, said, yeah, do it. And I thought about, okay, maybe in writing would not be my strongest side because we all know my English is, it's just okay. I'll say like, I'm Nothing trying to say humble. Nothing makes me laugh more though than getting a text message from you in broken English. Because so, it sounds just like how you speak. It's funny. Exactly. So no, it's okay. I, I thought it's like, doing this stuff like radio like podcasting that's all be make it easier for me and other people to easier to understand and you know you can listen to my beautiful voice or your beautiful voice on the way to work beautiful. or on the way to class or, or on the way to whatever you got to do you know why don't you tell the audience where exactly you brought this up to me and uh, what you were doing so multi-sport athlete actually dan took me for a driving range date and brought a date. His, yeah, okay. a, a it was, a, it was a date. I, I thought right. it was a date. We'll call it a date. We got dinner after. It's a date. Yeah, so we went to the driving range and just I brought this idea like maybe we should do something like a podcast or or this just a talk show or whatever we can we can call it. You know, we haven't really come up with the name yet, but I think share my uh, share my thoughts with with you and you just said, okay, I'll, I'll help you out and we can make it happen. You know, if you have so much on my, your mind, I think that people should know or should hear, you know, we should actually make it happen. So, well, I was kind of trying to allude to the point that you broke my five wood. <laughs> but yeah, and so the point was, uh, I was swinging and then all of a sudden I see the, the head of the club just flying Went to the 50 yards. Further than the ball, further than he hit a ball so. that entire day. Where, oh, you sure I won't break? No, you're not going to break any of my clubs. It's fine. I, I think you'll be all right. And pulls out the five wood, takes a couple of shots, and all of a sudden it is broken. And, you know, the club head goes 75 yards, and the ball went about, you know, maybe three yards. And uh, I've never seen someone also get so excited on a golf course since Happy Gilmore. <laughs> but so, uh, or golf range since Happy Gilmore. We were not welcomed. But um, I'm also, you know, a multi-sport athlete. I can play any sport. You have one year of eligibility remaining. All <laughs> right. Well, no longer now because technically you have entered draft with an agent. Uh, you are no longer eligible to play in or compete in any collegiate sports. 
he got invited to some nice all-star games after, you know, four good years at Hofstra. Uh, the first one was the Reese's all-star game. You're playing where the NCAA Final Four is. First of all, how cool was that to play on that court? It's kind of, it's raised, but also you have a massive stadium around it. Does it actually mess up your shot? Uh, No, the bright lights and all. It's the lights that messes you up more? Roka's names comes with the bright lights. Oh, in that, here so. we go. <laughs> so it was really, I'm really grateful for uh, being able to participate. 70,000 people fitting a stadium, you know, NCAA Final Four, all the activities, autograph signing, you know, kind of made me feel like a big shot, but it was just only one day thing. But I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's no <laughs> no ads, so I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm just being Again, very, another sweet. Being, you yeah, realize again, that? It's another sweet. I know, I'm really addicted. You know, it's better than alcohol, that's for sure, because I'm... I don't drink. It's healthier. Well, I don't drink alcohol. I just eat sweets. But depending on how many Reese's you eat, it still is healthier. So going back to the All Star game was a great experience. I'm really grateful I was invited there, and I actually hold my ground. Got a double double, and really enjoyed my time in San Antonio. And at the same time, I was kind of double tasking because I also got my first paycheck from three and three Dosekis tournament, playing with the fellow opposite team members from Charleston, Willem and Mary, and Thousand who we all put together as a team, mates, and we were fighting in a 3-on-3 three three tournament first year. You also, I mean, you were the talk of the tournament for a little while. They loved your energy after you got paid. Two questions for you with this. One, what is it like to finally get paid to do something that you've loved in your entire life, like playing basketball? And secondly, what was it like also playing with guys that you competed against for some of them in the last three, four years? Uh, it was kind of weird going to a room and seeing there a fellow Charleston player, you know, and just saying hello and thinking about should I make this awkward or should I go with the flow? Oh, it's going to be your teammate now. You got to win. So we actually kind of, we were nice to each other. We didn't, you know, bring any games until later we got to know each other. But, you know, I really enjoyed those guys on my team that that tournament. And, you know, we, we follow each other on social media now and just, you know, we're friendly and we're in. Nothing, nothing angry between us right now, but getting paid, man, it's it's a different feeling. <laughs> it's first time in your life you're getting that paycheck from something you love to do. You know, it's a different story. You know, you don't have to go to work nine to five. You're getting that paycheck because you put a ball in a basket. You know, it's just different. And I know people, a lot of people are doesn't understand how much how hard it is to do so, but at the same time. Is you doing something you really enjoy and you really love. So getting paid is just a, like icing on a cake. Again, another sweet thing. So you're going through those games, and you held your own with both of them. Um, now when the whole process is starting, you knew from the very get-go the odds of getting drafted. You've openly said this. The odds of getting drafted were low, but you were hoping to get to a summer team or a summer league and get invited by one of those teams, and then maybe make a little more noise. So, you know, going through the process when picking my agent, first of all, was really tough. And, you know, it's like college. They're, like, calling you. They're texting you, like, hey, like, what we can do for you, that's, the, you know, that's the ceiling. You know, like, we can get your teams, summer league teams, getting invited to the tryouts and workouts and stuff like this. So, you know, it was hard to, to find the right guy you can trust and you can rely on it. So it took me a while. It actually took me two, two, three, four weeks to figure out who I want me to represent. And, you know, I chose, to, I chose the agency I really trust, I really believe into it. And I'm really happy about them. You know, they're doing really hard work and they helped me to go to places like 
Vegas or Miami to great facilities to work out and in front of the other NBA coaches or NBA GMs, you know, they give me the chance. So going through the process, I feel like I learn a lot. I just see new things. Being able to play against draft picks who actually got drafted and seeing their work ethic, how how they do stuff, it was just opening eyes. And, you know, now being a professional player, like you can see on my social media accounts, you know, being verified and having to having to actually think before I actually post anything because I don't want to, like, have an impact to other people, like other kids or other athletes or, you know, even my past coaches or anything like this. I don't want to, like, embarrass myself or just look stupid on social media. You actually had to get asked to shoot three-pointers in one of these drills. And have you ever shot – I don't think you have, right? You don't have one – statistical three-point attempt in your college career no i haven't shot like a legit three-pointer i'm saying like in a game there's not one right no but i I still like worked after practice it wasn't never like i never concentrated like okay i'm gonna become a shooter you know like no i remember after practice because one time in william and mary you made me try and videotape (laughs) for like i got this one dan severino i got this one and you kept trying to shoot and i think you went like oh for 10 and i said all right that's enough (laughs) and then i went and just sat down so since then i got way better so Uh, you have gotten better there's (laughs) better videos of it it's funny you go to vegas right and there's no actual position there's no center no big like everyone is pretty much doing pretty much the same stuff you know so you take the NBA ball and you shoot from an NBA line. It's like shooting from like a half court in high school, you know. So I was really uncomfortable, and it was it was funny because I couldn't touch the rim and struggling. But they still like want you to do those things that NBA coaches will see at you, you know. So Vegas experience was pretty crazy and, and different. So I just definitely was learning to get to know the basketball, you know, how much different it is and how far the three point line is, and just getting to know the culture, how other people are. So had a great pro day in, in Vegas. Really, really, a lot of people came to watch. A lot of feedback I got. What I need to improve. Where, where did I improve? What they think and stuff like this. I was just excited. You know, I thought I'm gonna get some uh, NBA summer league, uh, NBA workouts with the individual three on three or one on one. That didn't really matter to me. I was really saying like, I'll do anything. Just give me a chance. Just one chance. I'll prove you that I can do it. So after Vegas, I fly to Florida to work out, and then another pro day comes in. I'm very different from Vegas. I'm shooting threes, feeling well with the range, feeling well with the ball, putting a lot of work in, getting ready. You know, like pro day is coming on Thursday. You know, I got to be ready, got to meet locked in mentally, have way better pro day, and I feel like show more what I can do in playing three and three and, you know, doing uh, all those drills. So. I feel like I had a great time and I feel like I had a great experience, but the disappointing fact is I didn't get a, any any look from the team, so I didn't get any workouts, and that really disappointed me because I thought I deserved one, but, you know, basketball, what are you telling me? Basketball is changing and you're looking at different players, so hopefully uh, I'll go somewhere else in Europe, sign with the team, get a chance to improve and show myself different angles and get a chance in NBA next year, you know. So that was been the main goal because that's why I didn't get a summer league job or any other invite. So just, you know, again, there's nothing easy given for me in this in this process in this past six years of my life or career in the United States and going all those through tough times, you know, it just makes me a better person. It makes me a better basketball player and, you know, makes me earn it so I don't have to be arrogant anymore. Uh, free throw percentage. Um 
I, I know how much you love talking about it. Whenever you talk with our campers about this one, check out your free throw <laughs> percentage. What, what? Come on, what's the deal? It's mental. I know it's mental because I've seen you go 10 for 10 from the line. Like, it's nothing in practice. It's definitely mental. It's just like you get in the slump, you know, like being a officer here four years, getting in a slump and just feel like going, keep going down, not going up. So maybe switching continents or switching gyms or stuff like this hopefully it'll help but i definitely work put a lot of work towards it and i don't know maybe some i'll find some shooting coach who's gonna be able to get in my head and push the buttons and make it happen but i'm definitely willing to change and you know make it better because it's definitely gonna bite me in the long run if i don't do anything about it is this the time or at least the combines and this process has this been the time that you can think of the most in your basketball career that really made you stop and say, I need to get myself that much better? Yeah, definitely. You know, looking at other players and like, okay, where I need to improve, like what I need to do, what kind of shape I need to be in. Like right now I'm 260 pounds with 8% of fat, you know, like I have never been in that shape in my life, you know, and I'm I'm ready to go. Like if I will have to play a game tomorrow, I'm ready, you know, like I, I can put shoes on and be ready to to rock and roll. So I feel like at this moment right now I have to be, like I've never been before, like in condition, shape, be able to compete and play at the hardest, uh, highest level possible. So it's no no time to take off. I don't really take days off. And I'm ready to roll. You know, it's uh, being a pro is a different exposure, different. Everything is different from eating and sleeping and, and uh, training, you know. Next thing up for you is obviously going to be signing with the team at some point. You do go back to Europe. You do. Is there an excitement factor? Is there a nerve factor of uh, whatever team you do sign with? There's a little more pressure because you're coming back to Europe. Uh, you know, it's just it's weird because like I always fought for the fact that I want to go back. To, you could go to the United States and be here, and now it's the time is expiring. You know, like that means I have to go back and I have to put the grown man shoes on and be an adult and make what my size shoes you wear <laughs> size 15 15 that's it i went with 13 i'm only 510 so come at me <laughs> so so it's gonna be a new different adjustment like i said first year is never easy whatever you would do but of course you know gonna go there gonna make money gonna support myself you know i appreciate what my mom did for me for this past six years hustling working hard be able to support me and be able to you know get stuff and, you know, just be able to live in New York, you know, expense, how expensive everything is here. And my mom did it, uh, everything by herself, you know, she she's amazing and how much, how, how grateful and appreciated for my mom I am, you know, I don't tell her enough and I'm going to make sure I'll take care of her now when uh, I'm going to be able to make money on my own. She's the strongest person you've ever met? She's definitely the strongest person I've ever met. Another good answer. And that's not just a, a PR political answer. That's from the heart. It's just yeah, how it is. You know, who knows? My mom knows that she will give anything to her two sons that, you know, nothing will change that. I got a little game for you right now. You're not ready for this. Just came up with it about 10 seconds ago during one of your answers. I'm going to throw some things at you, and you're going to have to rapid fire answer these questions on time in the United States. Ready? Ready. Okay. Favorite city? New York. Favorite food? Italian. What kind of Italian? Chicken farm. Chicken farm? Okay. Uh, favorite restaurant? On Long Island or anywhere? Anywhere. Oh, you can eat sushi in uh, America. Oh, all you can eat sushi. Okay, that's good. Do they have sushi back home? Is that a big thing uh, back It's in not Lithuania? a really big thing. Like, 
Lithuanian food is big thing, but like other like I don't know how about now because I haven't been home for six years. You know, like you cannot. Is say that gonna I, be weird? By the way, when you go back, like for at least I mean you have been back. But I'm it, probably it's not gonna. Uh, it depends where I'm signing, but you know if I'm gonna go back Lithuania for a year or two, it's definitely gonna be weird because I feel like I'm gonna be more like Americanized than actually Lithuanian. You know, so and then there's the arrogance again. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> he's coming from America. He's coming from New York. You know, so. No, hopefully I'll deal with that a little better this time so I won't have any lessons to learn. Okay, besides basketball, favorite American sport? Uh, don't really have one, to be honest, but if I'll have to choose, probably be wrestling. Funny story behind that, I actually got a, an offer to to go to tryouts for WWE from the agent, not my <laughs> agent, the WWE <laughs> agent, saying that, hey, would you want to join wrestling and be a... WWE wrestler, but I said no. Maybe after my basketball career. After your basketball career, what would your name be? Just because there already is a Rock in wrestling. I don't, you know that, right? The I Rock. Mean, yeah, but you I'm, know who the Rock is, right? I definitely do. But I'm Dwayne Johnson. You yeah, know, okay. I know what it is. Yeah. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I think that's like a. I think I probably go with like crazy Lithuanian or big friendly Lithuanian. I don't know. Big fr- the big friendly teddy bear Lithuanian. What do you? I'll cut the teddy bear off. Cut, though. All right. But uh. Something with Lithuanian monster, like you know, I would put the mask on or something and just yell like. Something. All right, ready? Uh, we'll leave one, a couple more. Ready? Favorite Hofstra University broadcaster during your time? That was gonna take me a while to think, but. Whoa! <laughs> oh, come on! Dance over Yeah, there we go. There's the answer I was expecting. That, that's exactly the answer. Um, I felt like really. Oh, favorite late night place to eat. Oh, half of apps at Applebee's. Uh, I know you want to go right after f- this. Find me there. You know, if you don't see me around, find me there at 10 o'clock. Is that in your diet currently? Nah, but it's a cheat day today because we've been here grinding in the studio. All right. Well, I really have nothing else for you at this point. Anything else to say? I hope you guys enjoy listening to this on my story of my tough times, good times. You know, you got to remember every time that... After bad things, good things happen, and just stay positive and keep your head up to the right direction. You know, one door closes, another opens. So just just keep grinding, be healthy, be happy, and enjoy every single day. Thank you, Dan, for helping me to put this all together, you know, putting my thoughts. You know, something came out well, something not, but I'm glad I had a chance to throw everything out there, and hopefully it will help or motivate other people or even given advice or experience what I had to go through. So just want to say thank you, Dan. Oh, well, thank you for letting me uh, go on this journey, I guess you want to say with you, because you got really, really good stuff after knowing for so long that I never, never knew because you're so close That's off. That was the whole point of people who actually cares and knows me that really don't really know me because all those other things that happened in my life. And they just saw me, you know, happy and cheerful and positive, but they didn't know what I was going through. Yeah, I can know a lot about you, but you always know a little more about a person sometimes. You can dig a little bit deeper. So, All right, well, that's going to do it for the four quarters here in the travels of Rokas Goosties, of course. Big thanks to Rock right next to me uh, for giving and really getting in-depth, opening up his heart and his mind to share with everyone. I really think this came out really, really well, and I'm very happy to be part of it. Make sure you follow me, our Goosties on Instagram and Twitter, Goosties Rokas, to... To follow my journey, you know, there's still a lot of left and still a lot of worlds to travel. So hopefully 
you guys will follow up and enjoy it. You can follow me on Twitter, but it really doesn't matter as much. <laughs> I'm not really that important. It's <laughs> at Dan Savarino, but not that it really matters. Uh, go follow Rokas. His stuff is a lot more interesting than mine. So that will wrap things up here from Hempstead Turnpike. Many thanks, of course, to everyone involved. Uh, this has been a fun four quarters to take you on, and hopefully the fifth quarter, maybe a little overtime action, we'll be able to see a great professional career blossoming. Thanks, Rock. Hopefully catch you next time. Thank you, Dan. Let's catch those Applebee's Apple Bats. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Hofstra University, Oak Hill Academy, or the employers of Rokas Goosties and Dan Savarino. 